I love Men in Black. It's a perfect movie. Smith and Jones and Aliens. What else do you want from me? My name is Barris Sonnenfeld. You might know me as the director of Men in Black. And I can assure you, no cockroaches were heard in the making of Men in Black. Men in Black. No, but hey, 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 that's enough about me and my whole song, Barry Sonnenfeld. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bad Science, so I'm actually excited to listen to the episode about my movie. I'm going to put Ethan in all my other movies from now on, that's for sure. Bad Science. Hi everybody, welcome to Bad Science, I'm Ethan Edinburgh, and today we are talking about the highest grossing action buddy comedy in U.S. box office history, Men in Black, 1997's Men in Black. Uh, And today we have two very appropriate guests, I would say. First of all, we have a professor of physics at the California Institute of Technology and the 2019 recipient of the Breakthrough Prize in New Horizons in Physics, it's Rana Othikari. Nicely done. Ugh, I've stumbled upon it. I knew I was going to, and I did. Rana Othikari. Smooth. You're a smooth man. I tried to do it the second time, like an NPR host or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and joining us, as you just heard, is the co-founder of Beltrist, an online book club, and the host of a new podcast about AI called Sleepwalkers. It's Kara Price. Hi. How are you? Very good. (laughs) How's it going, Kara? Oh, it's good. Oh, it's very good, apparently. Uh, We're here to talk about Men in Black, guys. And as Kara and I very briefly discussed off mic, we have different opinions on Men in Black. Well, I should say, when I was young Mm -hmm. and I saw it, so I saw it probably in when I was seven, eight, nine, like you were saying. Okay. It was mind blowing. I watched it this week and it's. (laughs) Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Just not pulling any punches here, oh. going right for the face. Are you? This is the problem with being a New Yorker is that you grow up too fast. That's right. Mm. When I first saw it, I was probably forty-five. <laughs> and what now that I'm seventy? Mm-hmm. I think it's even funnier because I'm just not as smart as I used to be. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I tried to uh, watch your entangled light makes the darkness bright, mm. and I would say that you're a very bright man indeed. I f- could barely <laughs> oh, understand but what was happening. But in the 90s, I was like... You a- were juiced up. <laughs> so wait, what was your... T- or did you enjoy Men in Black? Do I did. still enjoy the film? I, uh, I mean, I should preface it by saying I have a very low bar. And okay. So a that's lot of people for this show. come off and say, that movie was trash. Mm-hmm. And I say... I don't know. It was fine. Had pretty lights and fancy sparkling things. Yeah. And I thought it had a lot of comedy also. I thought there were very good funny parts. Tommy Lee Jones. The the mortician character is the best. Uh, She's Linda Florentino. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I should say, it really isn't trash. What it is is I think I had very high expectations because of how my memory of it. Ah, fond memories. And I saw it and I was, it's, it's actually an interesting movie. It's a movie about immigration. For sure. Men in Black. Yes. It's also has just crazy. You just can't believe that they got away with doing cer- and saying certain things in the movie. Yeah. That in the ma- current climate that we're in. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, as with a lot of, I think, 90s movies, 80s movies, it can get a little uh, dicey yes. uh, at times. But in general, 
love this film. So glad we're talking about it. Have always loved it. Have seen it many, many times. More times than I'll admit. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just comes into my life, and I accept it with open arms. <laughs> and you're a bit, you, I've, uh, you said this earlier that you're mm-hmm. a big Will Smith fan. I am also a big Will Smith fan, yeah. I Big Willie Style was my first uh, compact disc that I purchased, <laughs> uh, which for those uh, young listeners was a uh, plastic, uh, round, uh, bagel-sized uh thing that you could put into a portable player that would skip when you were in the car uh, but right. I would listen to that thing so many times I lis- I knew all of Will Smith's raps uh, really? by heart if you, yeah, if you I would say that was for me that was the biggest letdown of the movie <laughs> is when the credits rolled <laughs> Men in Black is a great the song what, what are you into <laughs> Everything else in that movie was fine. I was happy with all the other tunes. Okay. Even Tommy Lee Jones singing Elvis. Oh, that's fine. That was good. Gotta yeah. love that. But at the end, that thing came on. And I said, oh, no, is Will Smith making fun of himself? I mean, yeah, I guess kind of in a way he was. But it totally worked. I mean, that song was a smash hit. It was his first solo smash hit. And then oh. the next year, like literally one year after that, Wild Wild West comes out, Huge. does a song for that movie. Another huge smash with Kevin Klein, who's like an actor. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So is Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, that's uh, totally. why the movie isn't horrible. Tommy Lee Jones is like a, a real actor. Yeah. Well, Just right. this movie. Well, what are you saying about these other actors? Will Smith is a real actor. Will Smith actually yeah. is probably, there's probably more intersections with Will Smith and Bad Science than any other actor. I mean, he's been in a lot of films. Hancock, Gemini Man is about to come out. Oh, good call. But <laughs> Which love like, Will Smith. Yeah. Big, big fan. I'm I, I'm shocked you don't dig the tune. Although, I thought we were getting along great. I can't. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else I'm okay with. I like the there's a singing dog, like a, da- a talking dog. Oh, sure. I love that love dog. The guy's head throws back and the cockroaches <laughs> coming out of the guy's pants. They're all, I thought the Vincent science. Vincent D'Onofrio. Amazing destroys. comedic performance. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's okay, amazing in like everything. Movie, yeah. Yes. Also true. I just think he is like overlooked or I don't know, underestimated in this role. Not a lot of people will talk about like, well, oh, how good he doesn't look was... like him. Right. Yeah. That's they also really, yeah. they really screw up his face. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks very uncomfortable the whole time. He's, yes. He's very. Yeah. Just the way he walks. You notice his... Yeah, they, he put um, braces on his knees to kind of lock him is up. This a, is this a like a pro tip? You read about this. Pro tip. <laughs> you guys want to look like a bug? <laughs> put yeah. braces on your knees. I do, I do. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Yeah. I'll get you braces. But he looks this. like he has overalls, and the overalls are filled with cockroaches. Yes. And yeah. that's why he's so uncomfortable. Yes. He's an incredible character actor. I'm, Unbelievable. I would like to find out. You remember when uh, that guy Val Kilmer did Jim Morrison? Mm-hmm. He went crazy and became Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Right. I would like to find out that Vincent Nafrio <laughs> put cockroaches in his actual pants and walked around like that. Yeah, because he's a method actor. I hope. Let's just assume he did. No, let's that, just say and that. hopefully was less abusive. Right. Yeah. After then, uh, yeah. Val yeah. Kilmer. After, <laughs> we'll end his character in Men in Black. That's was, true. Yeah. All right. Although the the char- the actor who played his wife, she's excellent as the oh also amazing. Midwestern plains all woman. the yeah character actor Rip Torn Rip is Torn. in this movie. Uh, it also destroys me. So good, so funny. Rip Torn. Uh, you know, I didn't recognize. I mean, I I knew it at the end, but mm-hmm. I I like he just he seemed like he embodied. If I was going to go work at that agency, right? <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that's real. Let's pretend. Whoa. Let's pretend that Breaking agency is fake. <laughs> yeah, let's pretend. If, what was it called, though? Six, uh, the, their agency. I, they're the men in black, but it's called... It's called something else? I don't know about this. Yeah, I forgot. 
Yeah, it's some when they when they in the beginning when they are when he's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They explain down. it to the agents, the 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 border patrol. Yeah, the or border something. patrol. Yeah, they yeah, say yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. we're part of yeah Agency Six. And agency he's like, that's six, bullshit. Right. Yeah. What's right. funny is that he says that's bullshit, and none of them do anything about it. They all right. just like this guy's a f- crank. He doesn't. He's not working here or anywhere. Let's just let them do whatever they gotta do. <laughs> no. Which made no Such sense. Such a relevant movie. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's true. For a number of reasons, actually. Um, well, there's a lot of uh, aliens in this movie. I thought that might be a good place to start. Obviously, the whole film is about aliens on Earth, aliens causing havoc, and you have some sort of affiliation with SETI. Uh, I don't know how official <clears throat> this is. I wanted to dive Very into Very unofficial. It. An unofficial, that's more exciting, relationship with SETI. How does that work? Can um, I get that? Yeah, you can. Anyone, you know, what they, like what they tell you, this is America. It's a land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And anyone can do, be anything that they want to be. Okay. Uh, like if you're born in this country, you can be president even. Right. You can aim that high. That's right. That's and true. so That's unbelievable. That's as unbelievable. Your chances as are, yes. So you can do whatever you want. I mean, at any moment you can say, I'm going to hit the books and figure out this SETI stuff. And okay. Then go well, join since SETI. I probably won't, what was your uh, journey here? How did that happen? How do you get involved? Oh, I can't go through that all that. You That's can't go too much. It's confidential or it's yeah. too, it's just too it's long. It's embarrassing. It's confidential. <laughs> Why is it embarrassing? That's cool. I'll tell you what you first asked. Let me I'll okay, back great. up two questions. Please. So SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And so nominally the idea is that if this men in black situation was going to happen, that SETI would be constantly listening for transmissions coming from aliens and you'd find out because the aliens would be like on their trucker CB saying like, oh, we're going to land in uh, North Africa or something like mm-hmm. that. And then the SETI people would call the men in black and they would show up and be part of the uh, uh, welcoming party okay. and arrest or not arrest or comfort or whatever is going on. Um, however, SETI has been searching since around 1950 using radio dishes. Have you seen that movie with Charlie Sheen? And he's looking for aliens. He's a radio astronomer. Charlie Sheen. Uh, oh. You remember Contact with Jodie yeah. Foster? Yeah. Love right. Contact. Around the same time, there were a bunch of copycat movies. Ah. With and, Charlie Sheen. And the, and they're like, he's yeah. believable. <laughs> it, well, <laughs> think about old Charlie Sheen. That's not true. He was a real actor. Before That's it was true. Tiger Blood and when he was just <laughs> plain old. I don't know about a real actor, but he was an actor. Yeah. And like there was that one with him and his brother did, uh, they were garbage men they picked up trash yeah Emilio Estevez is his yeah. brother yeah right so around the same time there was this radio thing and Charlie Sheen is a radio astronomer okay. um, and he's looking for aliens okay. and everyone is like you can't look for aliens do this mainstream stuff Charlie Sheen like don't be such a rebel and he's like no I'm a rebel like I you know I'm gonna have to look for aliens no matter and then they fire him and he's like I can't believe why everyone's firing him and then he becomes a cable TV guy and back oh. then there used to be dishes in the backyards so he sneakily went in and made it. So after midnight, when everyone is surfing por- porn these days, but it was like <laughs> showtime back then. Right. He would take over their dishes and point them all in the same direction so he could look for aliens. Oh, okay. And so you Charlie- find some? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm <laughs> just making sure. Because otherwise, end of movie is like, oh, right. there's no aliens. Yeah. Done. Uh, nothing. Boring just movie. not the point of the... Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he finds aliens and hijinks ensue. Sure. Um, <laughs> right. As they do. Yeah. So, but... What actually goes on in SETI is much complicated, but there's loads of dishes all over the place, and people do like in contact. Contact is really accurate, I would say. Great. And so people use real dishes like that, like Jodie Foster, except they don't usually use their headphones and are like out on the desert sleeping in their Cadillac. <laughs> right. Romantically, yeah. It's mostly like sitting in a room and then waiting for the computer to say something. Okay. And they're looking for these complicated signals. And it's mostly through radio. But these days people have said, 
aliens probably have gone beyond radio because we figured out radio in the 1920s, you know. Uh -huh. So maybe people do something more complicated like use lasers. And then there's an optical SETI. Um, but then people said, well, okay, now not people said, cranks like me said, <laughs> maybe they don't even use electromagnetic radiation. I mean, Ooh. there's no radio or gamma or microwave or anything. Okay. What if they use something like way more advanced to communicate to us? Ooh. I know, and what would what that you, be? I would imagine you came up with something bonkers. Well, you say bonkers, I say <laughs> totally realistic. Tomato or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say what tomato. are they? What do you think that they're using? Oh, I don't know. But I, they might be use, I said they might be using gravity. Ooh, right. Because okay. that's a thing that's hard right. to find. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like an interstellar f thing too? Don't they, I don't know, communicate with gravity in that movie? I don't know if I can say this. Okay. I can tell you after. All right. Whoa. Um, that's that work, That's good for tape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you tell me after and I record the phone yeah. call, I think we'll be fine. I'll insert it right here. Yeah. But it, uh, gravity spreads through space like sound does when you're underwater a little bit. Ooh. And so if you try to shine a laser underwater, it's like sparkly and it goes all over the place and, and depends on like who peed in the pool and what's going on. Mm -hmm. But with, you know, if you're in the pool instead and you shout, the sound just goes all over the pool. Right. Yeah. And so it travels in a different way. So if the aliens are doing that, maybe the issue is just we don't have anything that measures gravity good enough for the aliens. Okay. And the aliens are like, kind of like, uh, what do you say? Like when adults are speaking, sometimes adults, if there's a complicated work, they spell it out mm -hmm. so that the children can't tell what they're talking about. S-H-I-T. Right. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Wait, what the hell does that spell? <laughs> exactly. Um, and so gravity might be like that. So the adults are like, they're just talking throughout the galaxy. So and they're like, these people don't have this yet. So we're not, they're not part of the conversation. Are you trying to establish some sort of gravity receptor dish? Is that what's up? Uh we have. We, I mean, it's been going for decades. Oh, okay. And the, I'm um, out of the loop. The, the LIGO project detected the uh, signals from black holes four or five years ago. Okay. Um, which are not from aliens. They're just from black holes. Unfortunately. Um, but you could imagine, since we're talking about men in black, you mm -hmm. could imagine that the kind of aliens that show up in there uh -huh. could be communicating through things that just make waves in space okay. of gravity. Um, while we're speaking on it, the, we were mentioning the Navy pilots seeing UFOs, or as they're calling them, UAPs, I believe, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Mm. Why'd they change the name? I think because UFOs have a bad stigma. Make people think, related. make people think of crazy yeah. Yeah. folk. So do you think that that's legitimately alien crafts or is that something else? It's not. It's not alien crafts. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's al alien craft sounds like aliens making color me mind pottery. Yeah. <laughs> Macaroni picture yarn. Yeah. <laughs> a little doily. They sent it to yeah. us. That's right. <laughs> no, um, no, it's it's goofy because it, there, you, if you remember the 1950s Star Trek, all the aliens were the same as people, except sometimes they'd have a green antenna on their head uh -huh. or their face would be painted blue. But they'd have pants and clothes like the same as us. Right. It's just weird. You travel something like 50,000 light years and people are still wearing denim <laughs> and flannel or something. What, what is up with that? That would be kind of ideal. And the, the chances that aliens would fly across the galaxy and they would turn out to have two arms and two legs right. and seats and they need a window. Seats. Or <laughs> seats. Seat belts. It's like, yeah. come on. You know that's, that's just a, like a made-up okay. thing. So do you 
think or I don't know if the right word is believe or not that aliens have visited Earth and we have either A, detected it and covered it up or B, not uh, detected it in the span of uh, the humankind. Zero chance. Wow. The the chance that aliens have visited the Earth and done anything <laughs> is like uh, you hear these claims occasionally on the Internet like the ancient Egyptians have right. developed uh, – like nanotechnology back in the year 5000 BC. Mm -hmm. Well, come on. What's the chances of that? Well, what about all the, you know, I don't know them by heart, of course, but it's like the pyramids that are built with the alignment of the stars and like how could they have done it without some sort of... <clears throat> that stuff you can do with some sticks and some sand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's no big deal. Great. Gerard, are you in the same boat? That, that aliens have ever come to the, U the United States? Mm -hmm. No, the world? The United States um, specifically? Yeah, I, I think... What, what's so interesting to me about SETI that's incredible about SETI is any other office that has not had legit has not had real results oriented success would close. Mm -hmm. And SETI, because it's built on this premise of hope and the future, continues to be endowed by wealth, private yeah. donors. Yeah. And it's kind of incredible. I mean, I think it speaks to like it's it speaks to sort of what we look for in our stories which is like it could be it could be possible that you know someone like Rana is going to help us hear or see something that we've never seen before right it's a i mean sometimes that's considered a, a, called a ponzi scheme and <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but that, as far yeah i mean you have to be careful about that kind of thing you don't want to be scammed right and so and it, and it's a, a lot of money and you have to wonder if we're spending a billion dollars a year looking for aliens, what else could we be doing with that kind of money? Mm -hmm. um, but then, uh, I, don't, I guess I, feel, I should have a good follow-up to that, right? I can't just leave that answer out there. <laughs> no, I think, but, I mean, what I've always been t told about it or read about it is that, yeah, you could be spending it to, you know, help solve, uh, you know, end hunger, you could, period. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. but also, I think if there is possibly life in other galaxies, and we also are, might need other galaxies to survive for the human race to survive, I think that's the argument, right, for SETI to exist. Yeah, it seems like yeah. it would be in our benefit to constantly be searching, you know. Yeah. And it also it changes all of the local divisions. So if, mm. um, where I grew up in Florida... Um, if if you wore uh, maroon and beige at my school, that was the colors of the enemy school. And so <laughs> you could get into trouble. And similarly, you couldn't wear orange and blue if you were in the North Florida or something like that. Right. And but those and you laugh at those because you're in California and that's a tiny place. Right. <laughs> but once you know that there is another civilization that's 50,000 light years away, then differences like. You know, you have Canadian bacon and I just have bacon. Mm -hmm. like those don't really amount to anything. <laughs> right. And those right. are tiny, tiny differences. But they seem big if you don't have a reference frame. Yeah. And if aliens, if you find out about aliens, like even if they don't show up, mm -hmm. if they send us a picture of themselves and it is just like a crazy thing, that the aliens are something like the size of the earth and they look like a giant jellyfish, then you'll say that is really alien. And none of, there's nobody on earth who's an alien. Right. We are all pretty much the same. Yeah. So it could be a, it could actually be quite radical in terms of, you know, the way in which we view each other. Yeah. 
I mean, we might call those jellyfish people enemies and right. make a space force and whatever. And well, whatever. certainly some of them are in Men in Black. One. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. And I'm always an advocate of just destroy anything we don't understand or, you know, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. come into contact with. Uh, as a side note, where in Florida are you from? Cocoa Beach. Oh, okay. I grew up in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So yeah. Was your dad a NASA guy? I can't yeah. remember. Right. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Everybody in that area is NASA. Right. Yeah. NASA. Or just a f- or from Florida. Yeah, or they just love the beach, maybe. <laughs> There's a few of those, but not many. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I have a bunch of notes here also uh, about the film, and then, you know, uh, my mind wanders, so I have, like, some random things. But uh, I wanted to talk about the car f- uh, f- driving onto the roof of the tunnel. Oh. Uh, f- possible, not possible... Can we put boosters on our cars and oh, skip totally traffic? Possible. I thought the car thing was the least. It was cool. It was re- like, like you say, it was really cool when, what year did this come out? 97. Yeah, 97. All right. I wasn't seven years old in 97. No, I was, I was eight and I was eight. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend I was also eight yeah. years yeah. old. Let's do it. For that, the tape. For the tape. Rana yeah. is an attractive <laughs> between 25 and 40 looking guy. Yeah. I would have said between 25 and 30 looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, he's a, he's a spry 30-year-old he, man yeah. who's here. Uh, yeah. But he came on a skateboard. <laughs> oh, you did? With hovers. Yeah, yeah. It's a I hover skateboard. He came on a hover skate. Yeah, he would. was vaping and, uh, yeah, wearing a beanie. I did, of course I had a beanie. Well, anyway, when I was eight, when this came out, uh, I was super excited by the car because I thought, I really want to get one. When I turn 16 and I'm able to drive, right. I want one of <laughs> these years things. Now. Eight yeah. years from now. Eight years from now. But you're saying, how does it work, right? Because it, yes. it's got this tunnel and they go upside down and then Will Smith's face hits the windshield and he's trying to figure out. That is also pretty weird. Yes. Like, why does he have so much trouble just sitting down on the, like, once he's flipped over, he's just flipped over, right? Well, yeah. But he constantly keeps smashing his face into the windshield yeah. for no reason. Well, you had to keep that, I think, uh, comedic, you know, there's a yeah, lot there. of just Will Smith physical comedy in this yes. movie. There is. <laughs> yeah. The great, I thought the best part is that, I don't know if you noticed, but. Normally, the Tommy Lee Jones haircut is pretty standard, mm-hmm. but when he flips over, it goes up a little bit. <laughs> right, and yeah. he has—it's like an Elvis do. Oh, so oh, right, I didn't he, know. He, I'll have to go back. He pops in the Elvis eight track, I think. Yes, which which <gasps> I, I checked this out. Eight tracks work even if the car goes upside down. Ooh. Did yeah. you actually check that out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was taking notes during the movie, but I, I forgot to bring them. But oh, I, that was one thing I looked up. How does eight tra- I never knew how eight tracks worked before. I mean, I think, Because yeah. I'm not very old, so I wouldn't know about that technology. <laughs> of course. I mean, I can't believe you remember what it was called. I didn't. I didn't. I, <laughs> you had to Google it. We stopped. I, yeah. You Googled it, and we came back on. That's right. Um, okay, so, so... So that's not a big deal, because uh, if the car is really light, mm-hmm. uh, you can have a high thruster power that... You know, just like you can have a hovering anything. Okay. Uh, if you just have enough, you know, turbine power or something, you can turn upside down. I don't think that's what they were saying in the movie. In the movie, I think they were saying, we really have anti-gravity in this car, which oh. is totally fake. But Got it. I thought it was just, and of course I'm a schmuck, but I thought it was just going really fast and that's how it could somehow propel. Like when something's going really fast in the movie and in my head, it can just go upside down and that's fine. It's true. You see it uh, surfing when people do Mm -hmm. it, they can... They can pull the full curl. Yeah. Like that, right. And it's also skateboarding. If you have, instead of a half pipe, if you have a full pipe, right, and you, you can come just... at enough speed, mm-hmm. you can stick to the top. Okay. So, but same in this theory. movie, 
they stick to the top, but then they stay on the top for a while. Which is not which, happening. That's not how that works. Right. Okay. So yeah, you'd fall after a bit, yeah. maybe. So they need an they need a technology to stick to the top. Yeah. And as a pro skater, I'm glad that you're comparing everything to to skateboarding. And surfing. And surfing, excuse and me. And a pro surfer. Right, yeah. I didn't mention that in your accolades because obviously it's a science show, but yeah. very successful surfer and skater. Very. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I, I'm willing to endorse various products. Oh, are you? Well, blow pop. Yeah. The sponsors. It came in pop. with a blow pop. <laughs> no, I meant surfboards. If anyone is willing to you know, pay you. Yeah, if they need a science-themed surfer, I'm the guy. You're the guy for that? Yeah. That's Great. that's actually micro-influencer. You'd be a micro-influencer. Yeah. It's a really niche market yeah, you can take advantage of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to say, and I hope that we can all agree, the training sequence where he comes in and there's like a bunch of other like high- Naval. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> operatives. Yeah. Uh, is incredible. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best parts of the movie, and I just wanted all of us to agree that where they're sitting in the egg chairs, and he pulls the table, and it screeches, and then he like yeah. shoots the little girl with the quantum physics books. And I took explains exception it. to that part. Why is that? It's you know out on the streets late at night. There's a little girl with a quantum physics. I was going to ask you about this. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that see, that's what I was going to ask you. Would you I, think that a little girl with a quantum? First of all, is quantum physics dangerous? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean it can be in the Ooh. in these streets. It's dangerous, not like to know just to know about quantum physics, or you think it's dangerous, like it is actually doing experiments. You know, like if you are trying to build weapons mm -hmm. to do something crazy, like to topple the Culver City. Uh, government or something like mm -hmm. that, yeah. which I'm not suggesting anyone do. Well, I am. They got to go. But that little eight year old just yeah. In, in, what did he say? He, eight year old white girl, middle of the ghetto at this time of night with a bunch of quantum physics books. <laughs> that was dead on. She's well, I wrote down. She was guilty. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, middle of the ghetto. See, that's the kind of thing. Also, you just would never get that like joke. <laughs> oh, in the right modern now. times. Yeah, oh, I right, right, yeah. Because what would people say instead of ghetto now? I don't know. The hood? No, the that diaspora. still feels dated. I don't know. Diaspora. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe they would just list a place yeah. and just say, yeah. Uh, I love, yeah, that part. And I've just, I don't know, I found it just very charming and funny. And there was just no special effects or like CGI or aliens. It was just, for me, a just great written scene. It was. But yeah. I, I think at the time I thought so. But now when I saw it, I thought... Maybe the monsters are out to get her because they know from their oh, observations that this she's is super genius. smart. Yeah, she's right. the one who's going to invent space travel for for Earthlings, mm -hmm. and they're after her. Mm -hmm. So I would have shot all the monsters that are kind of looking at her. Mm -hmm. I it hope it was a very anti-science. Yeah. Oh, that's observation true. on Will Smith's part. Yes, that's uh, a but good point. But maybe they did that on purpose to show his character arc. That's right. Oh, which that right? Okay, because by the end, yeah, oh. he was pro science. This oh, movie yeah. is deeper than we thought. Yeah, this it really movie's is. Endorsement of tabloid journalism is so brilliant and yes. so prophetic, in my opinion. <laughs> it works too, and I. This is why I have to look at those tabloids. Yeah, but you that, know. that tabloid is now gone. Well, all nope. most the Inquirer was that the Inquirer? No, wasn't it? Weekly World News. Oh, was that right. real? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know it either. <laughs> wow. Because like that's where I found my next job. To know about alien stuff, or to know it has everything that's good. It's like yeah, everything alien that's well, gravy, I guess Reddit has replaced it in a certain way. It has, but, but not, it's, it's not the same. When you're at the supermarket and you look, 
These days, it's all just celebrity nonsense. Yeah. Like, right, who's right. dancing with who? I don't even know who it is who's anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, me neither. It's like The Bachelor is dancing with the stars with Rick Perry, and I go, all right, I, that could be real. The Secretary of Energy is dancing with that, The Bachelor or something. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But you can't tell if it's real. But you, it's, you it's prefer a 300-pound woman turns green and explodes and in Minneapolis. Because that actually right. happened. That That's why, why they were important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that was the great brilliant joke of the movie it was is right. that the, you know that my uh, my mother used to say this if it's in the inquirer it's probably true <laughs> wow and she's a publicist well but it's yeah. uh, because it is i mean there's it's if the more outrageous that's why i believe in aliens but that's another story i believe in aliens yeah i think it's as stupid not to believe in them yeah. right just, just not that they're here no it's it's because you have to think about the size of things yes this is the thing i didn't uh get until some years ago mm. when I was still a young man, mm-hmm. which is how big is the galaxy? Uh-huh. It's super big. Yeah, yeah. It seems big. But it's so big, you can't, the human brain can't comprehend the size of it. Right. And that's just the galaxy. So the galaxy has um, something like 100 billion stars in it. Mm-hmm. 100 billion. This galaxy. Our galaxy, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's other galaxies. Yeah, but that's, I'm just sticking to our galaxy. It's already too big for us to comprehend. Yeah. And then there's something like a trillion galaxies out there. It's ridiculous. So, but our, just our galaxy, if we send a message, like we try to text somebody at the at the middle of the galaxy, because we're on the outer edge. Mm-hmm. We're like... On of the, this galaxy, we're we are. In, the, in yeah, the ghetto. <laughs> we're in the, yeah. Or so I would have said we're in the pricey suburbs. That's, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I like yeah. that. Okay. All right. So the center of the galaxy is like... Uh, Downtown. Got it. Yeah. And maybe we're in like Pacific Palisades or something Ooh. like that. We're off on the side. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, That's why we have no idea what's going on. We don't know what's we're going so on. We're so yeah. very entitled out here. <laughs> but in the center, it's really dense and it's violent and all kinds of stuff's going mm-hmm. on. Uh, but if we send a message, it'll take 50,000 years at the speed of light for that message just to get to the middle of the galaxy. Always forget that. It so, doesn't even matter. It wouldn't even be now. That's right. So for the last hundred years, we've been sending messages out into the galaxy, right? That's literally yes. what you do for a living. Yeah. And then <laughs> they've only gone a hundred years out of the hundred thousand years of the size of the galaxy. So right. imagine you're in the U.S. and like this is our whole galaxy. You send a message, uh, you know, like when you're a kid mm-hmm. and you say, and then by the time you're 80, no one's replied. But the reason is... Is you've sent the message as a post-it note on the back of a snail. Right. And you're like, how come no one's answering my post-it note? I have this party <laughs> planned 50 years from now and no one showed up. Yeah. It must be that the U.S. is empty. Mm. It's not that the U.S. is empty. It's just your snail didn't get anywhere. Yeah. Or it got squashed by... Yeah, God exactly. It's like there's no way a snail's going to get all the way to New York right. from California. Okay. But let me ask you this. If we use quantum entanglement... We should... That is Everything like an instant sh- message, right? There's nothing you do that should not be using quantum entanglement. We should do, be doing everything with quantum entanglement? Gelato, pizza, <laughs> coffee. Explain what you mean by that exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a great buzzword. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like nano. You see a lot of nano. Yeah. yeah everything's you see nano. a lot of quantum. Yeah. Right, right. So it's the same thing. Like yeah. if you're going to do anything these days, it should be like a nano quantum lollipop. If you're going to do oh, for marketing purposes. For marketing. So I should okay. make like ne- like quantum acai. 
Yeah, and this podcast is now called Quantum Science. That's right. Should be because it's more official and it's more. Oh, it's like AI. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which we do our show on. You should do it. Uh, There is apparently a lot of like AI. Everything is AI. Is AI, but a lot of it's not AI powered music. Someone said they they sold. There's a there's a company that signed a twenty album deal with an with Warner Music, an an algorithm that signed a twenty album deal. No, and people are like, well. That's not music, and it's like no, it's not. That's not like Jackson Brown, The Beatles. It's no. a, it's mood. It's like mood music. And right. Endell's a cool company, but it's just not this. It it's a great headline to say an algorithm signed a record deal. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna like <laughs> check it out because right. we've never heard this before or whatever. Right. Um, but I oh, I think you're making. Um, Unfortunately, we're in this gray. This is not even this podcast. I, I feel like now what? I'm on Kara's podcast. Well, you're in a quantum well, podcast fine. because, you know, realistically, this has been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you can do models that predict how people will respond to music, and so then you have uh, like ten boy bands together, and you tell them how to do things. They just randomly do their shit, and then at the end of it, something comes out. But then you test it algorithmically, mm-hmm. and you predict which which one to put more marketing money into because mm-hmm. that's the one that's going to do well. Right, and that is kind of an AI music. Yeah, there were people involved, but like those five idiots had nothing to do with it. There's <laughs> right. a producer in the booth who does everything. Right, and they just stand there and look pretty. Yeah. and then the music comes out, and you're like, well, that's kind of some auto tuned crappy <laughs> shit with a drum machine, but. It does really well. It gets mm-hmm. like yeah. three hundred mm-hmm. million views on YouTube. You right, make a lot of money. Yeah, they knew. And then, but it's not completely done because there's a person pressing some buttons. Mm-hmm. But it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So in ten years, oh, yeah. that guy in the booth is out, and right. the boy band is just a hologram. <laughs> and then, what's left? You know, like there's no CDs left. So uh, I that's wish. That's for sure. I wish there was, man. Yeah. So I music just CDs. shows up. Depending on where you are, like you're walking down the streets and your implants pick up different music based Ugh, on what the God, algorithm the thinks that you out of that. I, re- you t- I remember you telling me this a while when I first met you and you said you were talking about um, bi- uh, sensors, biosensors at concerts. Whoa. So when you're, which is a thing now, I mean, it's very much a thing where you go to shows and DJs can know how yeah. the crowd is reacting to their sh- set. What? From what? Their heart rate or from what? From sense? different biometric. There's yeah. a woman at Dolby Labs that we interviewed, Poppy Crumb, who's There's a lot. You can, yeah. So infrared is a lot, so you can just see how hot people's faces are. Um, but then you can also look at how much they're moving, and you can look at the twitch of their eyes. Whoa. And Eyes are very hot right now in the tech space. Eye, yeah. eye movement tracking. <laughs> Damn. There's so, a laser. Did you read this today about the Jetson laser? No. That they're using to detect people's heartbeat, so that oh. like if you were trying to see if somebody was like a target, for example... Who it's it's basically using heartbeat as a biometric, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Biometric. It's a tag. Imprint yeah. tag. Okay. So, I'd be like, I don't know if it's Rana, but let me check his his heartbeat, and we know what his heartbeat is like. So oh, we're going to use it to identify him. Like a fingerprint. It is. It's oh another biometric tag. Wow. We're it's, gonna be head to toe tagged in like tagged up. We are already. It's, it's already been going on. Yeah. Whoa. So they. Surveillance camera data can be routed to look at your gait, and then people can tell your mental health status based on, you know, who you're texting, your Google searches, and how you walk, and your where your purchases are. Whoa. And so there, there's a concern that people can do preemptive actions where mm-hmm. they come in and they just say, like, we think you're a risk. It's called Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazon They just sell you store. some stuff now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Amazon yeah. could say, like, I think you're feeling down. We're going to send you some ice cream. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be great. But I would then love that. The next year it'll be, we're going to send you a counselor to your home. I have a few friends that that would be very <laughs> useful. 
I'd like to volunteer them to I'm, beta test this. I think that at the beginning it's fine. And then... Right. And slippery slope. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. Where we are now. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, we digress. Okay. We digress. We digress to Men in Black. But not just yet. First there's a break. And then we will get back to Men in Black. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Well, I just had a few things that I was selfishly wanting to ask oh, Lana to and to talk about. I just... To what extent... Is a neuralizer a th- like where did they even come up with that in the uh, comic? That is fantastic. I thought yeah. that was fake until just this week. What? It's real? What do you mean you thought it was fake? <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, you, so half the time I don't know if you're fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's I that, told you he's so dead. Yeah, it's that deadpan uh, delivery. I love it. Keep going. I think I think what I'm saying is right. Okay, <laughs> love it. So I I fool myself. <laughs> yeah, but, you don't even know when. I you're... don't know. But uh, if you think about it, um, like there's the Elon Musk company Neuralink, right? Yes. Which is the idea is they will uh, stick some electrodes in your brain and read out what's going on. Yeah, seems safe. And uh, but then the question is. That's fine. That's so fine. You can read some thoughts, which is it's okay as long as they don't hurt you when they stick the things in. Mm-hmm. But as long as the computer is reading your thoughts and it's your own computer and it's not going anywhere, nobody's there's no harm, and it might it might help you because you can do Google searches faster. <laughs> but then you got to figure out a way. Like, how is someone going to write things back into your mind? Because mm. you can't just have reading thoughts. You need thought control if you want to really. You know, the whole premise is if we don't do this, we can't compete. So. Mm. You ever seen that, there's that Rick and Morty thing where they make the puppy smart? Yes. Snowball. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, so yeah. Exa- exactly that. So we are the puppy in this one. <laughs> and the problem is we don't want the AI to grow up and start treating us like pets. Okay. Right. And that is a real danger. Sure. And so w- before that happens, what we need to do as puppies is develop these smart hats that we stick on ourselves and become smart puppies. Whoa. And so when the AI starts growing up, we're like... We're pretty smart too. Yeah, you, we you, know you, what you know. We're not your pet. We're your, you know, we're your master and that kind of thing. Okay. And so to do that, you need to have a way to inject the thoughts back in. Okay. And then if you think about information flow, um, you know, like what is broadband? Like broadband is an optical fiber that sends signals along. Mm-hmm. Um, the human ear isn't as good as broadband, and neither is touch. Like if I tap your arm mm-hmm. and do Morse code, you can't get a lot of information that way. No. Be tough. And, and with smell, if I tried to send you like a big movie file by modulating <laughs> smell, it would take forever. But the eyes are super fast. So you yeah. can send so much information with the eyes that it still exceeds what computers can do. And so the way to really do it is to, is to have a flashy thing that you hold up oh. and you're like, I need to change this person's thoughts. And the way I do it is by doing this flashy thing. So is that part of this neural link or is there just some existing? Oh, okay. You're just saying it makes sense that that's how information would be relayed. But they're using it in Men in Black to take information away. Are they? Well, it's it's the same thing. It's like rewriting. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. Right, because they, yeah, tell a story right after. Yeah, they just say, like, you've been in a coma the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also a really funny scene in the middle where they're arguing about, like, oh, give her a better life. Give her a better story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're able to continuously rewrite. Yes. And you're right. Will Smith is worried about what happens if you write false memories too often. Will you get some? Will you get exactly. right. brain damage? Brain damage or something which like that. Which makes total sense that's to what, me. But we're living in a simulation, so that's what's happening yeah. right now. <laughs> so, like when I have deja vu. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's clearly glitch. Computer glitch. I was just, it's really interesting. Coincidentally, I was just reading this essay that this writer wrote about, and now I'm going to forget the name of it, but there's an actual department of psychology in, I want to say Maryland in, or Virginia, Virginia, where they study past people who actually have past life memory, past life memories. Okay. Like not, not like, oh yeah, you know, maybe I was a girl. Like specific um, details. Yeah. yeah. Like who are like, I was on that ship in Japan and it's like a five-year-old who mm. tells his parents like you, you know, wow. I, I'm this man and he's trying to communicate with him with whatever, with yeah. his parents. Um, and that, I don't know, that to me is evidence of the simulation. Whoa. <laughs> simulation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but. I would love if there if that stuff was proven, because that would also mean that we probably have another life after this life, like in That's video right. games where you have like infinite lives, mm. lives which yeah. sounds great yes. to me instead of the more plausible void that is awaiting us all. <laughs> right. Right. Do, uh, do aliens die? Like, uh, I don't have any information about that, but my guess <laughs> is like it does. there's no reason for it. We have mm. creatures on the earth that live forever. Right. What lives forever on the earth? What do you mean? There's a kind of jellyfish that just lives forever. No. Yeah. It, it, um, prove it. <laughs> it's on YouTube. <laughs> That's uh, not proof. See, that's us training ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Not right. puppies that you can just say, it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. So, uh, I, I can it. find it for you. If you just look up Immortal Jellyfish. Oh, I'll definitely look it up. There's oh, a, I actually it, knew it was, a, yeah. a woman was writing a novel about this, actually. And yeah. she had to change the, it's a little too scientific. But it is. It gets old yeah. and then it, it sits on the ocean floor for a while and it makes a shell over itself, rejuvenates and then wakes up and does its another life, life again do they Holy inject crap. women with that in beverly hills i <laughs> and should we start that business <laughs> that's, that's a business <laughs> and it's called quantum fish yeah. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nano lives exactly. or whatever yeah um okay i wanted to give a shout out to rick baker you guys know about rick baker he's like a creature designer uh oh. makeup guy mm. he oh, won seven cool. oscars in his career he retired because the industry was moving more towards CGI and they wanted yeah, him to do stuff like really fast and cheap. And he was like, I can't do this anymore. Dicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he did win one of those Oscars for Men in Black. Oh, he sh as he should. Yeah, yeah it uh, looks awesome still. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, get on it. What are you doing? And uh, so. But the best is when he first gets into the building, right? Because that's the time when you get to see all the different creatures walking oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And. It's not like the end fight scene or something, but it's in the middle where it's all the best creatures. Yes, I agree with you completely. And, and that I'm little glad... one who lived in his head was kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, super cute. And those little, like, the coffee ones or whatever, the ones I that like work the there. I like the coffee ones. Yeah. yeah, those are adorable. Yeah, great. That was a, such a famous, I feel like that. Yeah, like, they blew him up in the other ones. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was a really accurate impression of the uh, little guys. That, that. that was pretty good. Yeah, you, if you, you could see the video. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say. We'll do. I'll do a side-by-side. Yeah, it's visually very, but it's not just their voice right their, their voice had uh this kind of like classy new yorker accent right from the yeah. old times yeah, i don't know they, what you know they kind of talk like this That's like yes that. yeah. yes but i yeah. noticed that they're they're orange also no pants yep i'm i'm pretty fixated on this like which <laughs> yeah. aliens have pants and yeah. don't right. have pants yeah well, very few pants. aliens don't have have pants in That's this true. movie Oh, that's very true. Some and are point. not clothed at all, yeah. Like those guys in the coffee room are not clothed. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why? Because I think in the headquarters, they're like, hey, man, be you. Be you, do you. Be you, do you. Yeah, but why are the men in black all clothed? 
Because they're the aliens there. And, uh, uh. Right. And they're just super pro, man. They need those suits to like look confident and act. I don't know. They just they have that aura when they walk in. I know you were saying something just now after you're gonna give a shout out to Mr. Baker, but yeah. I do want to say it's also the thing is that I'm under that I'm sort of devaluing and saying it's not a good movie. Is it's a really good New York movie. Oh yeah! Like to have a chase scene at the Guggenheim Big is time. very badass. Yes, mm-hmm. super the, badass. The Twin Towers are in the movie because yep. it's '97. It's like a very New York movie. Yes. Um, and they were they originally I read they weren't going to do it there. They had like a lot of it was underground. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what the difference was with the script, but it was like in weird underground places. And I think the director uh, was like, no, no, no. This, yeah, it's a New, New York, York movie. This Just like up. Tony Shalhoub, like yeah, with yeah. his eye. There's so many. <laughs> that was David not... Cross. Yes, David, young David Cross. Young David Cross. Yeah. Can't get enough true, of him. True, true. <laughs> I think they should have they should have drawn out that scene. Oh man, any, any I wonder if they did. More, I mean, deleted cut. scenes. Yeah. yeah, he should have just sat and irritated the cockroach guy for but longer. That's what was yeah. great. Is like it was a really nerdy. Mm-hmm. In that, like, I, I do, I haven't seen this third one that just came out, but uh, fourth one, I fourth, think. Fourth, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. And like international, international. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, I, I just like the sort of New Yorkiness of it. Yeah, you it know? was like and just quirky Gross, in general, like disgusting, yeah. yes. cockroachy, steam all over the yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, slime. And also, they, like they go to shake down the dog. Right. Yes. Right. And then there's <laughs> the like, like and there's that guy with the scraggly hair and he looks like a zombie. <laughs> and I have seen people like that in New York. That's oh, right. Yeah. They're just standing around playing chess mm-hmm. or they're at a newspaper stand and you go, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yep. that's not even an alien. That's just a regular that's person, just a dude. Mm-hmm. And also, that I also thought it was funny that he Edgar is walking around with like a huge rifle, and he looks like a bowl of shit. And nobody says <laughs> yeah. anything. You know, it's just like, well, whatever, man. Yeah. It's New York. Let him do whatever he wants. Just don't bother him. Probably. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Rick Baker, I'm glad you mentioned the end scene because he built, it took eight months to develop and build this huge life-size bug, Edgar Bug. And so they're on set and they're rehearsing with a bunch of puppeteers and someone comes to inform them that they're not going to use this bug. That it doesn't look enough like a bug and it doesn't, I don't know, it's not going to move enough or something. (laughs) And then so they just didn't use it. And they instead replaced it with CGI, which we see in the final film. And that ended up costing $4.5 million. Come on. Ooh. Well, considering how much money it made, it was just a little... Oh, yeah, yeah. drop in the bucket. Blip in the space-time continuum. That's yeah. right, yeah. And it looks great. Don't get me wrong. It's it an does. awesome scene. Um, and I think originally in the script, it was like a like a funny scene between them and the bug. And they, the studio was like, we wanted action-packed at the end. Mm. And I thought that was a good call. It's a climactic ending. And uh, watching him explode is sweet. Wheat. Yeah. Do you, did they say anything about the the slime in the movie? This ooze, the ooze. Uh, they did. The they only did thing I read was it. that at one point there was like forty gallons of ooze exploded in the beginning. I think where he shoots the yeah, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I think his name was. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's probably so fun for the team to do. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know like what it was made of or anything. Is ooze why are, why are, why is ooze always synonymous with like <laughs> I'm not an ooze scientist. An, al- <laughs> I, I, an oozologist? I, I know less about any once it gets to biology, I don't know what's going on. I oh. forget you're not a, a sort of overall that none of us are. It's except for the TV scientists who are not real scientists. Right. <laughs> Just calling them out. So right you don't here. know why they wanted sugar water, why the aliens want to drink sugar water. It was like a that bug a thing, thing, right? It was a, yeah, because oh, he's a, thing, like a roach right. or whatever. I think it's a it's a common thing when people say, "Why would aliens invade?" Right? What have we got? We got nothing. 
Mm-hmm. So what's so special about the earth? And it, it can only be, you know, like, why would we go anywhere, right? We, right. Would, we would go to Neptune or something like that if there was a bun of, bunch of uh, expensive material there that we could mine. Sure. That's what people want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But the earth doesn't have anything special. But I like the idea that uh, these people have traveled the galaxy and... Earth is known throughout the galaxy as the place with the most sugary drinks. <laughs> that's like, that's our thing. That's, like that's a great point. That's, maybe that's the whole reason he was here. I thought, that's a I great thought that point. was the thing. Yeah, yes. I like that. The yes. demons have the sugar water. They're like, you can get soda there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send them all. It's that voice, too. Yeah, exactly. Someone, Someone's like, I recommend the Earth. <laughs> He's like, you can get soda. Um, I you have a be bunch of next, like you got to be in the next movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know why you're not in. Yeah. It might be international. What you are they should, doing? They, they'll get a they'll get a real uh, animatronics real. person and she'll do the voice. Exactly. Oh, that would be ideal for me. Watch that It'll happen. Be a short Jewish <laughs> <laughs> female alien. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently Smashing you can do all sorts of voices, yeah. Kara. You sounded a little bit like that guy Max in Princess Bride. Oh. The oh. Miracle Worker, Miracle Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think that's the voice you were doing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's what I was reminded of. It was thank like Billy you. Crystal. Um, I have uh, I have quantum physics, quantum mechanics questions because I've I know that's a specialty of yours. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, obviously we don't have a ton of time, but there was some things I was looking up that were just blowing my mind. Do it. Uh, okay, so the reality is even m- more blowy. Then, okay, well, is that a right word? you're eating a blow pop. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a blowy podcast today. It's more uh, mind blowy. We touched on quantum entanglement and how one, like, doing affecting one particle, no matter how far apart from another particle, will affect that other one, and that that could potentially be used. Like, we are already teleporting particles using this. Yeah. So, a what and then b uh is this going to lead to teleporting bigger things would that just is that just so in the future that don't even think about it it's a lot harder but it's doable okay that's there's some hope here a lot of the stuff you've been shutting down like that's silly that's crap but this seems like okay we got some i'm totally i'm you know i'm i'm not a wishy-washy i'm it's either i'll tell you it's totally possible but maybe hard okay or it's just total bs okay never gonna happen great and uh, the thing you ha- there's a lot of garbage out there about quantum mechanics. That's the thing. Especially, yeah. it used to be bad when it was just television. And then you'd see there would all be, especially because of California, right? And the Bay Area, there was all this like woo-woo spirituality crystal nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's not my fault. I wasn't. I'm so young. I wasn't even around back then. I couldn't yeah. shut it down. I mean, you're just a lowly skateboarder. I was right. Mm-hmm. I was just like a five-year-old at the time when it was coming out. Yeah. So I couldn't do anything. I mean, I understood better at five years old, but <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And uh, the quantum mechanics instead, the, the right way to think about it is it all seems weird to us because we're the size that we are. And we're used to certain things like lollipops and coffee and so on. And we're not used to things at the subatomic size just because we happen to have turned out big. That's mm-hmm. my goal weight. Subatomic size. Subatomic. Not skinny. Subatomic. (laughs) I think even if you go subatomic, there will be ads saying that you're fat. (laughs) That's right. There will be someone smaller. That's right. Here's how they're training for subatomic big girls. It'll say, Do you have too many neutrons? (laughs) If you want to catch that man, here's how you drop your neutrons. Go to electron Uh, size. Yeah. It is. it's basically if you if you imagine shrinking down as small what's whatever is the smallest thing you can imagine mm-hmm. if you shrink down to that size like if you were as tall as the thickness of the hair mm-hmm. that's a 
There are animals that size. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those animals, the world feels totally different. It feels quantum to them. Right. Because they're already at the size where something that's a thousandth, a thousandth the size of their body is acting in a quantum way. Just with their hands. or right. their So quantum means humongous. No. I mean, tiny, tiny. Yes. Super, got super. It, got it. You were just testing me. Yeah. yeah. Acting in a tiny way. That's what quantum means? I mean, it just means a thing, which is small. Oh. The smallest bit. But, you know, when weird effects come up, like teleportation and entanglement and these mm. kinds of things, they don't happen at the big scale. And it's for a really, not boring, but it's not a magical reason. But it has to do with, uh, if you think about crowds, for example, uh-huh. if you get 100 people together and you tell them all to sing like uh, C sharp, uh-huh. there's no way. Because they can't, they can't keep it together. Right. But you could get two or three people to do it, mm-hmm. and you can get a chorus to do it. If you really train them for a long time, you can yeah. get them all singing the same note. Yeah. But there's no way you can get a crowd to do it. You know, like look at the, um, uh, like when Queen plays Wembley Stadium or something like that, right? There's that famous thing, Freddie Mercury does his thing. Hey-o. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You're the impressions person. Yeah, she really Thank is. You. That's a you whole new career for you. Thick. Freddie Mercury mustache. Yeah. But then. Which, and that armband. Yeah. That weird Hitler thing. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's it doesn't a, go all the way a, up. I think it's like a kink thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so he, he he wears the. Yeah. His like white t-shirt. His ball get like that. Oh, well, yeah. He used to wear that leather like. Yeah. Uh, suspender. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, he, Freddie Mercury clearly understood quantum mechanics <laughs> because he knew part of the entertainment was that the that the crowd could not follow his pitch. Mm-hmm. But if he does it, you know, there's him and there's like 10 classically trained musicians, they can all do it and they're all in pitch. And the way you think about it is the sound waves are all in sync. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, when, the, when the volume goes high and low and high and low, everybody's doing it. It's the same pitch. Yeah. But if you try to do a lot of them... It just sounds like garbage because you can tell everyone's trying to sing, right, but right. all the waves from all the sound waves are out of sync sure. and they're interfering with each other. And the only way that you can get things to happen that look kind of magically quantum teleportation and things like that is to have everything be in sync. Okay. And what goes for people is just like the same with atoms. So if you have a bunch of atoms, like a hundred of them, mm-hmm. if you are like the best, best experimental scientist in the world these days, you can get something like a hundred atoms to act coherently like that. And that's about all you can do. But the problem is you're holding your hundred atoms, but you're here on earth and there's the wall and there's waves coming from over there and over here and and everything tries to interfere with your perfect little atom thing. And so you can make it all act quantum, but there's no way you can make something that's the size of a lollipop act quantum Okay, because all the atoms are not in phase. They're just all messed up. But what about the the magic? Isn't there magic to measuring it because that's i think feel like that's the most mysterious thing about these quantum particles is that they act differently i don't want to debunk all this stuff i can just give you the answer but okay i feel like it'll take away some of the woo woo from Mm -mm. it take the woo woo Mm -mm. away the woo woo keeps me up don't you like the woo woo yeah but it's cool to know that there's an answer there's an answer like when you like when you (laughs) detected gravitational waves it was because you had a basically a microscope that was in such a quiet yeah it was very sensitive place that yeah. it was able to yeah yeah and these days we're even you know getting below the the quantum background that you would normally get if you had just these days <laughs> these these days like this year mm-hmm. since last yeah. year we're we're more quantum than we used to be cool so like wait, twice as destroy quantum as my before. woo 
Um, what were you asking about? The measurement. The oh, main, the measurement. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a thing. The particle. I got to say, particle. you're not the only one. I, there are a lot sure. of scientists, like so-called professional. No, I, let's not be snarky. <laughs> yeah. There are professional scientists who who honestly debate these things about the measurement problem and what's it mean. And yeah. the woo-woo comes from this thing where people say, um, it's possible that every time you do a measurement, the universe splits into two things and both possibilities actually happen. Right. So each time you measure something, the whole universe splits yes. into two, two possible alternative thing. Yes. And by now we've ended up with so many gajillions of, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but mm -hmm. infinity upon infinity of universes and all of the possible things that could have ever happened have happened. That is a thing that people say, but it sounds bonkers, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How could that be possible? But what they were saying in the 20s or 30s when they came up with this is they said, this is a mathematical description, which doesn't violate any laws of physics. And it explains why sometimes when you do measurements in, of quantum objects, you get this answer or that answer. And there's no way for you to predict exactly which outcome you'll get. Mm -hmm. And where does the randomness or probability come into it? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the backwards way of looking at it. Because everything is quantum all the time. Our eyes, our skin, our hair, everything is quantum. And the reason it seems non-quantum to us is because of the crowd effect I was talking about. Mm -hmm. All of our atoms are just shaking around because of the heat from room temperature. Just, you know, everything is hot, so everything's jiggling around. Yeah. And when those things interfere, it's just sort of incoherent. It's just like noise. Okay. And so you don't get any coherent um, effect where all of the atoms are doing one quantum thing at a time. Mm. And so what we call normal physics, chemistry, and so on. That's just the effect when you have a lot of things which aren't coherent. And that's what we're used to. That's just usual life. So everything in the world is like that. It's only when you get down into the tiniest scales and you make everything super low temperature and isolated from the world that you can observe all this quantum stuff going on. Right. But it's happening all the time. It just, right. we can ignore it most of the time when things are big. Yeah. And then then there's, so there's this measurement issue and people say, I've got this quantum thing, it's doing its whatever. And now I bring up something like a camera and I take a picture of it and it, it decides to be red instead of blue. Yeah. But then each time I take a picture of it, it'll just be one or the other. And there's no way I can predict what's going to happen. And why is that? Mm -hmm. Where does it all come from and what's it mean? Yeah. It's got, it's nothing that magical about it. All that happens is that uh, when you take a picture, you light off a flash or for something like that. And so there's the waves from all of the light. You know, it's something like a billion, billion, billion photons from your flash go and hit this little puny thing of atoms. And there's so many waves which are completely all out of phase with each other that when these waves hit the atom or a bunch of atoms, that thing is no longer a coherent, in-sync quantum system. But now it's, it's interfering with all your light waves. And so you've taken this thing, which was pure, like five atoms or something, mm. and now that system is being interfered with by your your eyeball and your camera and these things, which have infinity, you know, like billions and billions and trillions of atoms. Okay. That's so, why the Jehovah's Witnesses don't take photos of each other. Because <laughs> they want to remember. They're quantum mess. all the time. That's right. They're quantum feng shui. <laughs> and the Jehovah's, they're the most quantum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's actually that would be the smartest thing for them to say. To brand, yeah, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to stay quantum. Don't um, take a picture of us. A lot more people would answer the door. They do say it eats the soul, which is the whole, which is... Cameras. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, uh -huh. we are screwed. But you can There's draw... Of everything all the time. Yeah. You can draw pictures, though. 
Oh, drawing. drawing. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, anytime somebody wants to take a, not that anybody wants to take a picture with me, but uh, anytime somebody does, I'll just tell them, draw it. Drive it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Draw me. Yeah, do it. So you're, you're saying basically that we don't have a way right now of measuring these tiny particles without affecting them. That the reason that we get a different result is because when they're on their own, we're not doing anything to them mm-hmm. and they're just acting as they do, which is kind of magical and we don't understand it. And then when we try to measure it's it, it's not magical. Okay. So the thing about quantum, people say this, they say quantum physics means that the universe is unpredictable fundamentally, uh-huh. but it's not, it's totally wrong. We it just is, don't know how to, it's completely predictable. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just when you interfere a system, which is quantum mechanical mm-hmm. with a big system, like my face or this table <laughs> or something like that, mm-hmm. it is, the quantum thing, you know, interferes with these so many billions of things. Right. It's like if you had, uh, I don't know, like 10 people all dancing in sync. Mm-hmm. And then you said, all of a sudden now a thousand people are going to come and grab them. <laughs> You're like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's yeah, hard to predict what's going to happen, but yeah. it's not impossible. It's just, there's so many things interfering with them. Mm-hmm. It's too many to count. Got so you. if we could, if we could actually count all of those things, mm-hmm. like if we made a tiny, tiny microscopic camera, right. then it wouldn't interfere and then we could still do it. Okay. So it's the whole mystery of quantum mechanics has to do with the fact that we grew up too big. And if we had been tiny, like a bacteria to start off with, if humans were bacteria sized, yeah. uh, quantum mechanics would be something you'd learn in the first grade right, right. and it would not be called quantum mechanics. It would just be called how stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> and mechanics. that's it. Mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we didn't. I got to be honest. I love uh, concerts. And, and my uh, size. Yeah. But you would have it all. <laughs> right. You'd have oh. a quantum concert. It's just relatively. It would just be a concert. Yeah. yeah. And you would have no housing bubble. Oh, that's true. A lot of space. Tiny. (laughs) It'd be so much space. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how much beachfront property there would be. (laughs) Why are we so big because of antibiotics? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what? Because of milk. Too much milk. I think. Yeah. I think back when there was a lot more disease Mm. and people smoked and drank a lot, Mm -hmm. and uh, like from a young age, if you couldn't get pure water, um, you would you would die. And so people made beer, and then so from a young age, you just drink a lot of beer. And right. then you start smoking cigarettes at age nine or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then you, when you're all grown up, you're like four and a half feet tall. Yeah. Right. That's literally my life story. <laughs> cigarettes at nine. It was like Frappuccino cigarette, Frappuccino <laughs> cigarette. And my mom is like five nine and I'm five two. Oh. But you're also the coolest person yeah. I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> That's true. Plus, right. it's like James Dean's dope. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> also, you don't think airline seats are too too small? Oh, right. You got space it's everywhere you go. It's always premium economy. We're out in my quantum zone. Yeah, it buy is the best. Tiny car. Yeah. Whenever I see legs. one of these seven feet tall giants come into, I'm like, sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How there you're was a fit. movie about that with um, Click. No, 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 no. I'm confusing that. This would be a good bad science movie. That movie where. Um, God, it was an Alexander Payne movie that came out like two years ago. Okay. Where Downsize with Matt Damon. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, but I wanted to. Downsizing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Downsizing. I have not, but you're exactly right. There's a a lot of There's a lot of quantum problems there. Oh. Because when you get, even before you go fully quantum, the thing that happens is electrostatics and the van der Waals force. What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds like science when I say it. Yeah. It totally does. I know. Um, You know how mosquitoes can walk on water? Yes. It's because uh, the surface tension of water is kind of strong. Okay. That's why if you... It hurts when you belly flop. 
<laughs> yeah, but also if you if you dribble a little bit water on a glass table, you see a bubble. It doesn't right. just completely flatten out. Uh-oh, right. That's because water holds itself together. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the waters stick together. Uh-huh. And so when the mosquito tries to step on it, it doesn't, it's not able to puncture the surface like that. Oh, okay. And similar, like, you know how Spider-Man and gecko lizards work? Uh, uh, nope. Uh, we're, we're branching out of Men in Black. Other now, movies, I mean, yeah. Cool. I was going to say Jesus was a mosquito no, is what I'm on. learning now. Now I remember a thing I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, so... In the beginning of this is the thing that they got wrong. In the Ooh. beginning of the movie, uh-huh. uh, Will Smith is chasing that guy, right? Yeah. And then you know he's jumping and doing whatever. Oh, but then yeah. parkour. In the final scene, he kind of climbs up the wall, right? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And the way that actually works, he wasn't doing. This is really the actor's fault. I have to say <laughs> that calling out this guy with a tiny yeah. role. In the I movie. have no idea who that guy was. Not the Guggenheim. Yeah, yeah. Wall jumper, that guy. Or no, the end is, of the movie. This is right at the beginning. Oh, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's climbing up. Yeah. And um, if you notice, his fingers don't touch the wall very much. Mm-hmm. But what they meant to do, and they had him doing in the earlier scenes, is his hands are like flat up against the wall. Mm. And that is actually how it's done if you're an alien climbing walls. <laughs> oh. Because I researched this. Okay. I paused the movie and I <laughs> took some notes on how gecko lizards work. Oh. And and that it uses the Vanderwall's force. But what is that? Like a f- What's it called? The Vanderwall? Yeah. Vanderwall's force. Force. And what is that? To me, when you're putting your hand like this, it just looks like he has sticky stuff on his hands. Yeah. Exactly. But, oh, okay. but how does sticky stuff work? Don't know. It's just it sticky acts to me. on the wall. I know. But have you ever wondered, like I did... Um, <laughs> Spider-Man's in New York. He's hanging on to a building by his hand. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if he's got sticky stuff, that he's screwed. He's just stuck. And like the green oh, goblin sure. comes. He's like, sorry, man, oh, I can't yeah, fight you. He I'm here. Bing, bong, yeah, he, he's able to retract and release. Off. Yeah. And it's the same way gecko lizards crawl up the wall. So Ooh. if you look at a gecko lizard. Okay. Do you people, do you do this? Yeah. You ever yeah. look at gecko yeah, lizards? Yeah, yeah, so you take a gecko lizard and you grab it nicely. You don't torture it. No, never. And then you look at its hand. Um, out of its hand come these little stems, little sticks pop out of its flesh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was yeah. in Spider-Man, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then out of okay. the sticks come another whole branch of other sticks. And Whoa. it's so that when you're touching something that has texture, your, you know, sticks of the sticks, like the micro sticks, get all into the cracks of the surface. Oh, And when you get things snap. close together within, you know, like about uh, one ten millionth of a meter close uh-huh. together, Dang. a new yeah. force takes over, which is not usual electrostatic force. But a it's quantum a, force. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is called the Van der Waals force. Uh, and it's a force that when you get down. really close to other surfaces, the force is way, way stronger. It's incredibly stronger than any force you're used to. Whoa. And so a single gecko lizard, it, it's outrageous. It, like a single gecko lizard's tiny, tiny little hand can hold something like 10 or 20 people. Damn. Yeah. And then just also release it whenever yeah, it feels just, like it. He just flexes his little thing and the, and the claws come. That's not claws, but the little yeah, sticks. flesh sticks retract right. and then he unsticks. And that's how he goes up and down. Why can't we make that? That's we can make cool. that. I think the military or DARPA is probably making gloves like that. I want oh, that. Oh, yeah. They I'll, must be. I want that now. I hope they do. That's cool. If they're not, why not? They do do this cool. Have you ever seen this DARPA thing? Whatever. This is another story. But they have these <laughs> things that people that... Uh, I guess I hate saying soldier, but that soldiers can wear who are jumping out of planes that they bite into that mm. gives them like supersonic hearing. Wow! Yeah, I'll send you a link. All right, that's cool. Um, I want it's that very too. Cool. Yeah, I want that too. 
it's it's something about connecting frequency through your jaw or something. That makes sense. Yeah. That's how That's Edison used cool. to listen to music. Cause he in like, his jaw. He, yeah, had like hearing loss when he was younger, uh-huh. and then he still wanted to listen to the record players, so he would bite the wood of the... Oh, of, oh right, because of the vibrations. Right, yeah. Right. That's that is, good vibrations. Yeah. But that is that's a, good vibrations. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and this is all an ad for the new Beach Boys discography collection. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, sequel uh-huh. is downsizing. Yeah, we should uh-huh. get back, back together sequel. and do... Bring the van back together. Downsizing, Yes. Uh, Men in Black 2 downsizing. Yeah. Or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is a quantum movie. We oh, did right. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, actually, yeah. uh, already, which was fascinating. And also, I just remembered that movie wrong. Differently. Yeah. yeah. That that was one that I had like. Rick your... Moranis is just living in a mansion. Oh, really? is, he de- is he alive? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, I think he's alive. He's alive. I think he was, he's, he's one so of these rich. cool guys that after he made a, a, yeah. several of these hit movies, he was like, you know what? Which I'm is good. what I would do. I'm going to raise my family work? and get out of here. I got it. Yeah. yeah. What a badass. That's what I did. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just made one of few like, skateboarding competitions and said, Tony Hawk, you have it. I'm just relaxing with the science now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just going to SETI when you feel like it to hang out. That's right. Um, okay, there is, we're we're ending here uh, apologetically. We're over the time. That's but I have, fine. I have to, no, it's no, not. No, go. I have to mention. Yes. Um, you, since we were mentioning about these tiny things. You yeah, know, please. So Caltech has been involved as the scientific consultant on the Ant-Man movies. Oh, cool. Of course. Uh, with Spiro. Spiro. Yes. That's right. Do you know him? Uh, he came to the pod one time. He did. Yeah. Oh, we, right. we did Ant-Man. Yeah. So he, everything I say about quantum mechanics, he knows, but but more. Okay. <laughs> He's way more quantum than me. He kind of has a, a similar uh, attitude that you have also, really? by the way, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Science maybe, attitude. Maybe he gets that from it's me. Just really smart quantum dudes. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm much younger than him, obviously. Obviously. So, but, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he does fine for an old guy. Yeah, sure. Uh, but all of the stuff that's in there uh, came from him. And so he has a lot of input. That's one of the movies that has, um, I mean, there's also some sketchy pieces, but I think it all is internally consistent. So yeah. once they lay out, here's how the rules and here's how it works. Mm-hmm. Right. The nitty gritty quantum stuff is actually pretty cool to yeah. see. Even In Ant-Man. Yeah, and oh, the, cool. and then the Ant Man follow on and the other Avengers movies because mm-hmm. he keeps showing up and done, doing some Paul Rudd quantum stuff. <laughs> right, and I love the fact that he, here's like a guy who he doesn't understand what's happening, but he's still doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since we're into this uh, plug section, so naturally people should go to Caltech and take classes and uh, learn <laughs> from yeah. you. And... I get nothing from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I, Is there something you do want to I have no products. inform people about? You have no... Do I have any... I mean, people can watch your talk that I attempted to watch. Just ask Kara first so I can think about it. Oh, okay, great. Kara, f- uh, so naturally, uh, oh, f- what would you like to... Obviously, Sleepwalkers, people yeah, should listen to. Which that's is excellent. It. Season oh, one. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I've listened to the first three things. Oh, on. that's good. That, that's That means something. Yeah, I get a lot out of it. That's good. I'm glad. It's yeah, we have, so Sleepwalkers... They've taught us to say on on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the streets. We're, That's where I get my podcasts. Yeah, in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. There's the a quant- guy with a trench coat. Yeah, a kiosk. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But we're on episode nine came out today and then next week's episode 10 and that's the season. Oh. Excellent. So that's it. Well researched. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, journalistic uh, sleepwalkers. All about AI. Yes. So check it out. All the human touch points. Yes. 
Now I know what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, please. gorgeous. It just, the brain doesn't work that fast when you're that young. Um, <laughs> right. When you drink and smoke every day. Yeah, yeah. that's right. When, you drink, when I'm an eight-year-old. You smoke beer and drink <laughs> cigarettes. Why are we smoking beer by this yeah. point, by the way? Yeah. I don't know. Jeez. My eight-year-old hooch flask. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, so I'm part of the LIGO scientific collaboration, which is to detect gravitational waves. And lately meaning like in the last 10 years, we have a, a thing called the Open Science Center. And okay. so if you're out there and you're wondering about, you know, are there alien signals in our gravity data, mm -hmm. you can find out Ooh. because we have now opened up the data recently um, so that you can just download whatever you want and you can analyze it for yourself. And actually people who are not officially part of our collaboration have been making discoveries by just downloading our stuff from the internet. Wow. And scooping That's crazy. Us, and it's fantastic. It's and, like open AI, but open science. Yeah. 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 And, and so we put out, there's a whole team which works on just curating this stuff so it's easy for the public to get it and, and find out new things. Awesome. And the mainstream scientists, now I'm sounding like a crackpot, the mainstream scientists <laughs> are looking for the mainstream stuff like stars and so on. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got any idea that's just nutty and you think no one's going to look for it, you can do it and cool. just go to... LIGO Open Science Center dot com org. I don't know, something like that. It's probably yeah. an org. Yeah. Sounds whatever. like an org yeah, situation. Like an you org. can use Bing and search for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure they will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, great. Well, thank you guys both thank for, you for having us. Uh, yeah. That was fun. It was super fun. And cool. we'll see you next time for downsizing. Yeah. For sequel downsizing. Okay. There. Bye. <laughs> Bye. B -b -b Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and EJ Gullett. And the executive protonic is Brett Kushner. If you have Instagram, search Bad Science Show and you'll find us. Follow us for behind the scenes photos and more. And of course, you can write us an email, badscienceatseeker.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Ask a question, suggest a film. I love getting your emails. And if you're feeling mighty, mighty kind, leave us an iTunes review. That helps other people learn about the show. All right. Thanks a bunch. See you next week. Bye.